Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. The recorder is on. You're okay with being recorded? Yes, I am. Okay, great. This is KQED reporter Miranda Leitzinger making a call to a source, a woman who is one of several who've come forward with sexual misconduct allegations against a prominent Bay Area yoga guru. Tell me how you're feeling. I mean, how physically, (laughs) really exhausted. Um, Tired, um, but... um, uh, positive. Positive? Because a report came out this month validating their claims. Last fall, Miranda investigated stories of women who've been abused by their yoga instructors. Her reporting prompted a national yoga association to investigate one of its own. Today, the results of that report and reactions from the women who've come forward. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The Bay. Iyengar is a tradition of yoga that has very much focused on the poses and alignment. A lot of the things that we use in yoga classes today, blocks, mats, uh, bolsters, these actually come from BKS Iyengar himself as a way to perfect your alignment and your pose. Miranda Leitzinger is a reporter for KQED, and last year she asked for local stories related to the Me Too movement. And a few people came forward with allegations against their yoga instructors. One of the instructors who was accused is Manus Omanos, who trained under BKS Iyengar, the man who created this branch of yoga. What Manus Omanos' position has been within the Iyengar yoga community is like the right-hand man to the founder of Iyengar. BKS Iyengar said that Manus Omanos helped yoga become a household subject in America. He was very much a leader, not only in Iyengar yoga, but known internationally as a, this famed yoga teacher. The allegations against Manos actually stem from incidents back in the 80s. He was accused of sleeping with students and inappropriate touching. A committee reviewed the allegations at the time, and in 1990, BKS Iyengar himself wrote, quote, no doubt Manuso went wrong. He promised me he would change, and I've given him a chance. Things were kind of quiet until last year when a new allegation surfaced. Manos was cleared by another Iyengar committee last fall for that allegation. But shortly after that, Miranda's story published. In October 2018, the National Iyengar Association of the U.S. launched an independent investigation. So you have 
this man who is a pretty big leader in this yoga practice, what are some of the allegations against him? The allegations against him are that he engaged in inappropriate sexual touching or sexual assault in classes. Six women came forward from 2005 on, a man as well, and four women came forward from the 80s. And then a number of people came forward that were witnesses to this inappropriate touch or sexual assault in class. The independent investigator tried to interview Manos, but he declined. And then just last month, Manos resigned from the association. The day before he resigned, we went to wait outside the studio in Glen Park in San Francisco because we knew that he was teaching an intensive workshop. I would like to ask you a few questions. No, We're doing you. a follow-up story. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I did try to speak to him outside, and we spoke briefly. When I asked him if he had confidence in the independent investigation, he mouthed the word no. I want to just talk to you. Do you have confidence in the independent investigation launched by INAUS? No. And then he okay. told me that he had already been cleared in, in an initial investigation by the Ethics Committee. Um, there I was are new allegations. by a unanimous committee okay. of females. And I don't know what anybody else wants. Thank you. There are new allegations. Manos here is referring to the committee that cleared him of this one particular allegation last September. That's before the National Iyengar Association of the U.S. said it would open up its own independent investigation. The independent investigator released her report this month. So her findings were that these allegations of sexual assaults against him were, quote, proven to be true. But what this means for Manos is that, well, he can still teach. Manos is still able to teach because the investigation was done by the Iyengar National Association of the U.S., which was only considering what, if anything, should be done within the organization. In the end, the group banned him. Though he cannot teach under the Iyengar yoga banner, and though these, this report is out with these allegations, he can still teach, and he already does teach a number of workshops overseas, in Europe, in Russia, in Asia, and so he could continue. He's already changed, at least on his website, I haven't gone to the actual studio, but he's changed the name of his studio to the abode of yoga instead of the abode of Iyengar yoga. We'll have to wait and see how much this report and the reporting impacts his career. So if this was an independent investigation, is like, is he going to be prosecuted at all? So in California, what he's accused of doing, so it's touch on top of the clothing, is a misdemeanor. And so the statute of limitations is one year. So the latest allegation against him is from 2015 from Cassie Jackson that we're aware of. The fact that it took women decades to come forward to, to say something just speaks to how hard it is to talk about this. For the women that you talk to, what does it mean to them to have an investigator um, conclude that their allegations were true? It means a lot. They feel vindicated. They feel that they've been heard. But they also feel, why did he get a second chance? This has been 30 years in the, in the making. I spoke with Cassie Jackson. She had actually started her practice as recovering from addiction. And she chose Iyengar because it had been something that had been talked about by the founder. And so I figured um, if I could be in a yoga class every day, um, that would ensure my sobriety. And so she went to the best teacher that she could, Manuso Manos. 
I became really involved with the um, abode of yoga community. Um, they seemed to me like an extraordinarily sober group, um, you know, very serious about their practice, a motley crew, if you will, my kind of people. And um, I just thought, well, this is a really safe place. She also worked at his studio, The Abode of Iyengar Yoga, in San Francisco up through March 2018. And then the KQED article came out, and then his response came out. And when he blatantly lied like he did, I sat up in my bed. It was early in the morning in San Francisco, and I just started to weep because I knew that at this point it was bigger than my own personal comfort um, or rationalization, and it was gut-wrenching. You know, there's only maybe once in a lifetime does a woman get an opportunity to make a change and to tell her truth. I also spoke with Ann West. You know, he ruled through fear, through abuse, through bullying, through throwing his weight around within the organization with other senior teachers. People were afraid of him. She feels really vindicated. She feels great that they have been heard. She says that now that she has found her voice. People were trying to squash my voice. Um, you know, other, other, other women, other fellow students were trying to, to quieten me and to shut me up and to shame me and to, you know, isolate and vilify me. I mean, she was trolled. There were abusive posts. I've seen them myself, like on Facebook. And so to, to see now that they have been vindicated and to know that there are others that are able to come forward and tell their stories because they did, it's a great feeling. But at the same time, they say, why did it take so long? What was it like when you first, you know, when the report first came out and you saw not only your, you know, story about what happened to you, but then mm -hmm. others too? What was it like to, to read through those? Uh, I, it was, I don't know how many pages it was, but however many pages it was, I, I started reading it. And I think I read some of the more egregious um abuses uh, that were near the beginning, and then I stopped because it was too much. And so she had, has actually removed herself to the outskirts of the Iyengar community. I mean, she's been a teacher in the community for two decades, uh, and she had removed herself to the outskirts because it was just so traumatic for her what happened. And now she has found kind of a new role within the community as a leader on this issue. And I'm not going away until I see that they're starting to make some of these changes. And then I'll go away <laughs> and have a nice nap. What does the National Iyengar Association of the U.S. say about this? The organization itself says, look, we didn't get a complaint between 92 and 2018. We didn't get any allegations against him. So we didn't know. But they also acknowledge themselves that they didn't really create the environment for people to feel comfortable coming forward with these allegations that it only took them hiring an independent investigator to make people feel comfortable. Not long after the report came out, the organization then actually issued a formal apology. What, what do you think this investigation means to Iyengar, but also just the yoga industry at large? 
for many, it raises questions again, which my initial report touched upon, is that should this industry be regulated? There's really no regulation in the U.S. There's no requirements to be a teacher. You don't need a certificate. You don't need any kind of accreditation. So that question for them is that this is just sort of a sign of what can happen uh, where you have this unregulated industry. They say if in 1990 California had a state yoga board, like it has a medical board or a bar association for lawyers, that would he have been given a second chance? And then would he have been allowed for decades to go back and teach and possibly then, you know, assault other students? Others will say, like, this is perhaps a model, that this is kind of a first time they've seen something of this ilk done by a yoga tradition, its own type of investigation, and that maybe it is something that other yoga communities and there are others that are struggling with these same issues, that maybe this does kind of set a new bar and a new standard that didn't exist before. Manos has denied all the allegations against him. Meanwhile, for some women like Cassie Jackson, getting back into yoga has been tough. She's been spending time with her family in Arkansas, and she finds herself really conflicted about being part of an institution that she feels like didn't protect her. I've been encouraged to keep teaching, but um, do I want to teach Iyengar yoga? Um, I don't know. You know, do I want to spread the message of a guru-based system? I don't think so at this point in time. Since the women have come forward following Miranda's investigation, the Iyengar National Association of the U.S. has revised its policies and procedures regarding sexual misconduct. Also, a second teacher, Alan Nett, has been suspended from teaching for three years. To see Miranda's full story, you can check out the link in our episode notes. You can also go to kqed.org. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. Talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.